Welcome to the Grazing Grass Podcast, show zero. You're listening to the Grazing Grass Podcast, helping you produce forages for livestock grazing. Stay tuned and join our community at grazinggrass.com. I'm Cal Hardich, host of the Grazing Grass Podcast, and we welcome you to this first episode. In today's show, we're going to talk about why a podcast what we plan to do with it, and about who I am and what I do. So first, why another podcast? One thing, I love podcasts. I'm an avid podcast listener. As I look through the podcast, the available podcast out there for grass farming, I found some other podcasts like the Pasture Raised Podcast, Grass Fed Life, some other podcasts out there, but none of them really fit the niche I was looking for. I was looking for a podcast to help farmers become better grass farmers. And none of them really had that focus. They were good podcasts, but just with a different focus. And I continue to listen to some of them now. But because I didn't find one, I thought, what better? I know the technology a little bit. I've never done a podcast, and that may be quite obvious, but I'm learning now. However, I do use computers a lot, so I figure I should be able to figure it out. So the future of the podcast, the plan is to interview a grass farmer each week so we can find out about their operation, what they're doing, their struggles, challenges, and their successes. At first, we'll be on a bi-weekly schedule or every other week as I work out the workflow for producing a podcast. Also, maybe I'll do something about this background for the video. Once I get a little bit better with the podcast, we will move to a weekly podcast. Thus, I need people to interview. If you're a grass farmer or know of a grass farmer that would be interested in being a guest on our podcast, have them shoot me an email. In my show notes, I'll have the email. Or you can email me at cal, that's C-A-L, at grazinggrass.com. A little bit about me, and before I even say anything about me, let me assure you I am not an expert. I know when I listen to a podcast, oftentimes I want to listen to an expert or someone very knowledgeable. I am knowledgeable about raising livestock, and I'm learning more every day about becoming a grass farmer, but I'm not an expert. And this is a learning process for me to get to talk to these grass farmers who are successful and who are doing what I want to do every day. I hope you'll join in on this journey to learn with me. I grew up on a farm. We had beef cattle even when I was little. One of my earliest memories is getting out to check a baby calf. And the mama cow promptly put me back in the pickup. Now, when I think back to that, I was probably six or seven. And the cow probably just shook her head at me. Nevertheless, I got back in the pickup, and that started a a lifelong dislike of Angus for me. 
Now, I know there's lots of people out there using Angus cattle for great things, and the Angus Association has done a great uh, marketing with their breed. However, I'm not a fan of Angus, and it's only because that cow put me back in the truck when I was six years old. So th- so we had beef cattle then, and then when I was a teenager, we decided to start dairying. My grandparents had a dairy, so we started dairying with them until my parents built their own dairy. I really enjoyed the dairy. I went to college at Oklahoma State University, go Pokes, and got a degree in animal science. And upon receiving my degree, I came back home to dairy with my parents. After dairying for a few years, we decided to sell out and we sold the dairy or liquidated the dairy. We still kept the land, so dad um, started running beef cattle at that point again. And I went back to school for education. Since that time, or since finishing my education the second time, I have been employed in education as an educator and currently in technology for a school district. So so I have a full-time off-the-farm job. But I come home in the evenings and weekends and work on the farm. I hear some people say, I have a hobby farm. And I take offense at that terminology of a hobby farm. Sure, it's outside my regular job. And it's my evenings and weekends. But I expect all my animals here to make profit. And I do that through grass farming. I try hard to manage my forages and rotate my livestock. On our farm, we have Kiko goats. Only about a dozen because I don't have a lot of brush on my land. Um, we have about 45 sheep. They're Cotillon Harris sheep. Um, I am wanting to grow that flock to 60. It won't be a problem. I should have 60 used to lamb next year. Also, we have 50 predominantly limousine cows. We are working to grow that to 60 head as well. And we rotate the animals through our pastures. We have uh, 240 acres here divided into, without counting, I would say we've got a dozen paddocks. And I rotate them through. We also, on this land, we raise our hay and store them in some old chicken houses that's on the place. Thus, our hay store is really good. We rotate them through the pastures as needed. I don't have much up in the way of electric fence. I used to have more electric fences up, and I had some trouble with my electric fence. And I'm in the process of repairing it and getting it back up because my paddocks are too big just to turn the herd in and let them graze. They they really pick and choose, and this time of year especially. It's spring. Grass is growing greatly. We've had plenty of rain. So they're picking their, I just moved them from a pasture today that I really need to fescue graze shorter. However, the clover, they grazed really low. So I went ahead and moved them um, with plans of coming back and hopefully having an electric fence up so I can reduce the size of those paddocks so I can move them daily. 
Currently, I move them about once a week. Uh, it just just depends on the grass I have available and around. I have tremendous amounts of grass everywhere right now. Of course, it's spring and we've had plenty of rain, so plenty of grass. Our forages are predominantly Bermuda grass, fescue, with lots of clover, with vetch, ladino, um, ladino clover, um, sweet clover, yellow hop, lots of that. We do have some cerisa, lespediza, which the cows don't like once it gets very tall. I do like it for the goats and sheep because it, it helps with um, parasites. Also, we have a little bit of Johnson grass in a few pastures that I have to pay attention to. For the most part, Johnson grass doesn't give me a problem, but when it's hot and dry, I have to be careful grazing Johnson grass. So we rotate the cattle through the pastures. We rotate the cattle through the pastures. The sheep we rotate as well, but not as good as the cattle, partly because of our fencing situation. We have some fences with goat wire, and the goat wire usually, if we have goat wire in a place, we have two or three strands of bob wire above it. And those fences work great for the sheep. However, they're expensive. Part of our pastures have five wire bob wire fences. Depending upon that height of the bottom wire, a sheep may stay in that pasture. So as a rule... Our sheep stay in our perimeter fence wonderfully. Our interior fences uh, to a lesser degree. I do have enough goat fences and enough perimeter fences or, or five wire fences that they stay in that I can rotate them through a few pastures, but they get like one portion is about 80 acres that they can just graze on. And in fact, they spent all winter on that 80, just going around between the pastures, the cows um, were forced to rotate, but the bottom wire on those bob wire fences are too high on those fences for the sheep. The goats are a different story. I only have a few paddocks or pastures that will hold goats. So the goats um, get moved between them, but not really rotationally grazed. I would love to do more, and I purchased some electric netting to try with the goats. I've done electric fencing with goats, and four wires will let me keep a goat where it's supposed to be. But four wires is difficult to do on daily moves, or at least it was for me. Uh, mainly being a time issue, not really an issue of get, getting the wire up. For electric fence charger, I have a stay fix because I'm a tremendous uh, fan of Greg Judy. I've read his books, and there are some of the the books that really got me interested in certain portions of grass farming. Uh, his ideas for using leased land really opened my eyes up. My history or my knowledge of grass farmer, I've been subscribed to the grass farmer Stockman for decades, um, probably since the early 90s, and I've read a lot. However, we really, we rotated dairy cattle some, but not on a daily basis, and then when we went to beef cattle, 
it was a few years before we really started rotating them to manage our forages. What we found, we're producing a ton more of forage for the animals through rotational grazing. So I definitely can see where we can go with it. However, I'm not at the point I want to be. I would love to have my fences in place, my electric fence going well enough that I can do daily moves. And I'm not quite there yet. I did hear one person talking and saying that an electric or a paddock move once a week really causes a um, up and down flow of animal performance. Because when the animals first go in on the paddock, performance goes really high because they're picking and choosing the best parts of the plants to eat. And by the time you hold them in there for a week, at the end of the week, they're picking the less desirable plants, thus performance drops. And while I can see that being true, especially if I had dairy cows or I had maybe stalkers that I was pushing to grow really fast. With the beef cattle, I don't notice it as much, uh, mainly because it's just not as... With dairy cattle, you're there with them night and morning, and milk production is quite obvious. Whereas um, beef calf growth is not quite the same. So I don't notice that, and that's what I'm using right now until I get to the point that I can do daily moves. Um, like I said earlier, I'm not an expert, but I'm learning. I'm learning with you, and I hope you'll join us on this journey. Now, to end the show, I know today's a short one, um, mainly because asking myself questions is a little bit hard, and I don't, I don't fancy myself as an expert, so I'm not the person that should be answering the questions. But I felt it is important that you get to know me and where I'm coming from. I listen to the Bigger Pockets podcast. In fact, they have a few. I listen to a couple of them. But at the end of one of their podcast series, they have the famous four. It's four questions they ask every guest. I don't have a famous four yet for our podcast. So if you think of some questions we need to ask every um, every guest, go over to grazinggrass.com. I've set up a forum there for us to connect and learn more about grazing or being grass farmers. And go to the suggestions and put it in as a suggestion. I want to hear your thoughts. But what I do have, the first question of our famous questions What's my favorite book as related to being a grass farmer? I'm an avid reader and I do love The Grass Farmer Stockman. However, my favorite book is, I'm going to pick two books and I've already mentioned them slightly earlier. They are No Risk Ranching. Ranch, let's try that again. No Risk Ranching and Comeback Farms by Greg Judy. I try to refer back to those books on a, a regular basis because just reading them gives me more motivation. Get out there and find some land to lease. Land in our area is hard to, to find. 
Second question, what is a tool that I find invaluable on my farm? And I have to think about that. What tool? Um, one tool I really like now, now when we talk about tools on the farm, and if we're using an electric fence, I, you don't use too many steel T-posts because they cause a problem. But a T-post puller makes things so nice. Just got it at Atwoods. It's, I'll put a link to one in the show notes just so you can see what I'm talking about. The, the other favorite tool, I'm going to go ahead and give two, is the electric fence remote. I love the remote. It's got a fault finder. So it'll tell me what direction from where I test it. And I can also turn it off from wherever I am to work on the fence. Those two things are, are pretty valuable in my mind. And the last question, where to find me? Where do you want to find out more about me? Well, first off, grazinggrass.com. We put up a forum there for grass farmers to connect. I know in our area, there's lots of farmers here, ranchers here. But typically, they have a perimeter fence. And they turn their cattle to the whole pasture. That's not what I'm doing. I'm trying to rotate my cattle and maxim, optimize my forage growth so that I can optimize my livestock production. And they've researchers have told us that if we're doing continuous grazing on a pasture, we're only getting 30-35% forage utilization. So... Talking about rotating my cattle doesn't work with my neighbors because my neighbors don't do it. And currently, they, they're not seeing the value in it. So this way, through grazinggrass.com and the forums and this podcast, we can um, reach other people, our neighbors across the country or across the world. So go to grazinggrass.com, register and then join in on the forums. Uh, this being the first episode, the website's still a little bit under construction, but I think it's it's pretty usable at this point. The other place you can find me is hedgeappleacres.com. That's our farm. Mainly the website focuses on our Kiko goats. Uh, also on social media, we're hedgeappleacres. Instagram, um, Facebook normal places. We do have a YouTube channel, Hedge Apple Acres. Take a look at it. I hope this podcast speaks to a need you have to talk to other grass farmers and to learn about or to become a better grass farmer. So for that, I hope you subscribe and take this journey with us. This is the Grazing Grass Podcast. Helping you produce forages for livestock grazing. Be sure to join our community at grazinggrass.com. I really hope you enjoyed today's conversation. I know I did. Thank you for listening. And if you found something useful, please share it. Share it on your social media. Tell your friends. Get the word out about the podcast. Helps us grow. If you happen to be a grass farmer, and you'd like to share about your journey, go to grazinggrass.com and click on Be Our Guest. Fill out the form, and I'll be in touch. 
We appreciate your support by sharing our episodes and telling your friends about it. You can also support our show by buying our merch. We get a little bit back from that. Another way to support the show is by becoming a Grazing Grass Insider. Grazing Grass Insiders enjoy bonus content, monthly Zooms, and discounts. You can visit the website, grazinggrass.com, click on support, and they'll have the links there. Also, if you haven't left us a review, please do. It really helps us as people are searching for podcasts. And I was just checking them, and we do not have very many reviews for 2024. So if you haven't left us a review, please do. Until next time, keep on grazing grass.